From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 189 for the week of September 5th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this segment, Mary Jo talks about her recent visit with Susan Disney Lord, and I will let you tell everyone who she is and who she's related to. Well, Susan Disney Lord is the granddaughter of Royal Disney and the great-grandniece of Walt Disney. She's the eldest daughter of Roy E. Disney, who we all know is the... Um, he was the head of the Disney Animation Station. He brought in Michael Eisner, kicked him out when he needed to be right. uh, kicked out and everything. So um, I, I have to tell you, I found a new treasure in the Los Angeles area that I'm going to tell you guys about. Um, she's also the mother of five children. Wow. And I had the great – I know, and she doesn't look it. She looks like she could be in college. Um, I had the – great opportunity of meeting with her at her new restaurant that she opened up recently. It's called the Bel Air Barn Grill. And um, when we hear the name Disney, what what things come to mind when you hear the name Disney? Obviously entertainment. Entertainment. What else? Um, I, I think of childhood. Quality. High quality. Childhood. Family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Exorbitant prices. <laughs> strike that, Mr. Bell. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you rascal. But um, so when I think of Disney, I always think of high quality and you know integrity. And you don't, you never really hear of scandals or anything with the Disney name. You always hear the good things and the positive and um, and what they bring to us and. I was able to go to the to the recently reopened Bel Air Bar and Grill that Susan Disney Lord owns, and immediately I these these traits came were were very evident as soon as I came inside the building. So um, I met with Susan at her restaurant and we chatted while we enjoyed a very delicious dinner there, which I will get to that later. Tell you about it, Aww. but you'll you'll hear about it. Believe me, and we're going to go there. <laughs> But in talking to Susan, it became really evident that the things that are really important to her are family, commitment to the community, doing good for others, not only just in her family, but just the earth, just doing good. Isn't and she involved in, in one of the Disney Family Foundations or something? She's the president. Okay. And I'll, and I'll get to that later, okay, too. Cool. So... With with everything in our in our conversation and talking to her, everything that she does and she stands for, just this sense of integrity was just it was just you can see it's inherent in her. And so I really enjoyed talking to her about growing up and and being part of the Disney family. And I asked her, you know, what does the Disney name do? You know, is it has it helped you or or hindered you? And she said, well, it's always kind of opened doors for her, but she doesn't use she doesn't capitalize on that so much um, she just it's more of a co- commitment to the community because of everything that they have um, received 
due to that name and due to what their family has done for not only America but for the world, really, when you think about it. And in talking to her, one of her daughters, also, she just happened to be there with a girlfriend of hers, and I could see that the that both Susan and her daughter were really close and had a real open relationship, and I could just see that, you know, she must be an awesome mom. And... um Her daughter said, I mean, was very pleasant. She didn't sit with us, but um, she greeted us coming in and out, and I would have had a lot of fun talking to her, too. Um, We did talk a bit about Susan's early years, and she it was so cool because we were talking, and she was showing me pictures on her iPhone, or excuse me, her smartphone, because I don't know if it was an iPhone or not. But she was showing me pictures of her and her family when she was growing up, and she showed me pictures of them dressed up at Disneyland and pictures of them um, standing on the site where the magic, where the castle was going to be at the Magic Kingdom in Florida. And just the pride in describing, you know, her a little, she didn't, we really didn't talk about her parents. We talked about her, but just her family being there. And she told me, you know, when we go to Disneyland, it's always, we all, we go have fun. We run and we do the rides. And when we were younger, especially if we were unaccompanied by our parents, we might be a little bit, um, rascally over there and for her it was a little bit different because when they went to Disneyland they were representing the Disney name so they were always you know kind of on their best behavior and you could see that I that it was it's just inherent in them that they understand what their family name means and they're not going to do anything to dishonor it so she always had that growing up but now um, when she does go to the park she has a good time her kids go over there in fact her son was celebrating his uh, birthday over there at Disneyland, just like us, you know, having a, a good time. So um, it, it was just, I could just see in talking to her just how close her family is and that they do things together and just what good people they are. And she carries that that goodness with her and her integrity into everything she does with the restaurant and with the foundation, which I'll talk about in a bit. So one of the things I did ask her was um, who her favorite Disney character is. And who do you guys think? Her, of course, you know, she, she looked at me, Disney, favorite Disney character. Um, I don't think she had really considered it. So Snow White? Snow White. Michael? Mickey Mouse. Nancy? Hmm. It's probably obs- one of the more obscure ones. Daisy. Not Close. being obscure, but Donald. No. Donald Duck. That's her favorite. So that was that was kind of so maybe she is a little bit rascally on the inside, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, in our talk when she would talk about her her father and mother, um, her mom is Patricia. She you could see that she was proud of both of her parents for what they stood for and the things that they did. And so this set a good example for her and her siblings. She's got a sister and two brothers. And you can see that she's carrying that legacy forward. So she's a really good role model for her kids as well as her nieces and nephews. They have kind of a large family. So I would think that um, just the way she is, she's also would be a good role model for her kids' friends, you know, who hang out with them and everything. So she's raised her family, and she's always enjoyed that, but she wanted to do more. So what she decided to do, she wanted to be involved in her community. She bought this restaurant called the Bel Air Bar and Grill, and she closed it down for over a year. She upgraded it. They changed out the menu. Um, and she added in her own style. And she herself helped um, 
you know, choose the menu and everything. And as Tom was talking about, she's also the president of the Roy E. Foundation, excuse me, of the Roy E. Family Foundation. And they're going to rename it to be the Roy and Patricia Disney Family Foundation, which I'll talk a little bit more about that later. And that's co-located with the restaurant. So she can manage both of them from her offices. So she can handle the, um, the foundation, um, projects from her office. But she truly is a hands-on owner. She's in the restaurant all the time. And when it was so much fun because when we were talking, she was constantly being interrupted. She was being asked for her keys or she was being asked questions or she was, they would come and her employees were just always so friendly and, and, um, respectful and everything when, when they came. But you could tell that they also really liked her. So you could see, I don't know, to me, she just seemed like she's a, a good owner of that, of that restaurant. So the Bel Air Barn Grill, it's set right off of the 405 freeway. It's one exit from the Getty Center. And we always talk about how the Getty Center is a good destination um, to go spend the day or half a day over there. Well, after you go to the Getty Center, you can go right down to the Bel Air Barn Grill and either have dinner there or you could go to the bar um, and have a drink there because they do have a bar there. They have a full – they're fully stocked. Um, and relax until the traffic dies down. You know that in L.A., whether you're going to the San Fernando Valley or back to the greater L.A. area, there's a lot of traffic. So I I think that's a perfect place to go and finish your day. When she renovated the restaurant, she enclosed the entryway, and there's floor-to-ceiling windows, and they're decorated with this beautiful bougainvillea that a local artist she knows um, created just for the restaurant. And the, and the Bougainville, it just looks like a vine is covering the windows. And when I got there, the sun was setting and so the light was shining through. And it was just so beautiful. I took a whole bunch of pictures just cause, before I even talked to her, just because it was so, um, pretty with the, the red, the sun shining through the red blossoms. And, um, I also noticed when I walked into the restaurant that they have hidden Mickeys there. <laughs> so what's a Disney location without hidden Mickeys, right? So, there are some that are pretty obvious, and it's fun to catch those, but there are some that are kind of subtle, and you have to really look for them to find them. So I think that uh, those who who like to find hidden Mickeys, this is adds another little notch on our belts to to find them. And I took a couple of pictures that I'm going to include in the in the blog. When you enter in the restaurant, um, you can either go upstairs to a ban- banquet room that they have. Um, which I'll go into a little bit later, or you go to the left to the restaurant itself. And when you enter there, the bar's to the right and the restaurant itself's to the left. The feeling I got before I even talked to Susan when I got to the restaurant was just, I just, just really welcoming, inviting the music and the color scheme that they have, the decor that they had. It's, it just, you just want to go sit down and relax there and have a good meal. It, it truly is nice. I've been in restaurants where it's kind of echoey and the furniture, you know, they've kind of skimped on the furniture that they put in them, but she didn't hear. She just went all out and really has um, fresh flowers and, and artwork. And um, speaking of the artwork, the artwork is put on by the Cal Arts students. Cool. And why would, why do you guys think that that's special? 
Well, because CalArts is something the family has invested in for generations it, it now. It was started by Walt Disney. Yeah. By Roy Disney, his brother. So Roy Disney founded CalArts. And here his granddaughter has the artwork displayed in her restaurant. So she does change it out. I think you can purchase it. Um, I'd have to verify that and I'll do that before. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can, you can purchase it if you wanted to, but there's no price tags on it. It's just this beautiful art throughout the restaurant and most of it's paintings, but there's also, there's this really cool, it was like uh, sheets of wood on the wall and I was looking at this wood and I was thinking, why do they have wood there? And then I looked closely at it and it was like a face was peeking out and she was telling me that the artist blowtorches these images on the wood freehand. He doesn't use stencils and it's cool. beautiful, the shading and everything in it. It looks like um wood burning, but he does it with mm-hmm. a blowtorch and it's huge. It's tall. And um, she was showing me the different, different pieces they have up in the in the banquet room one of them kind of look like james dean one of them they look like different uh famous people Mm -hmm. but it's kind of fun trying to figure out who's who they also had um artwork from the students that are still learning as on their walls and and stuff so it's fun to look at that and then speaking of the walls you look at the walls and it looks like they're covered in marble but it's really cork and it absorbs the sound, but it doesn't look like cork. It's just, it's just smooth and just the, the, the way it's decorated. Like I said, it's really, when you go in, because the noise isn't bouncing off the walls and the colors that they use, the fireplace that they have in there, it's really a restaurant made to go and a full enjoyable experience, um, when you go there. So Susan and I, and I sat down for dinner. And again, like I said, I couldn't help but notice how she involved she is in everything. Um, we were looking at the menu. We decided to share um, the appetizer, and we got the grilled artichoke. Oh my gosh, it was so good! I I didn't even they had like a dipping sauce to dip the artichoke in. I didn't need that sauce because it was so good. Uh, we had that, and then I was looking at the different menu items, and I decided on the ahi tuna. And Susan told me that that used to be a special, but because she liked it so much, she decided to make it a permanent permanent menu item on there. So she she got the same thing. So we both share the artichoke, and then we each got the ahi tuna. And this isn't a cheap restaurant. I won't say it's kind. It's a what I would call a three dollar sign restaurant. But a lot of times you go to these restaurants and you pay for the food and you get these tiny portions. The portions were really good at here. The ahi tuna, I mean, it was filling. I couldn't really finish my full plate. It came with wasabi mashed potatoes and julienne. I was telling Nick about this and julienne vegetables. And when I was getting to the bottom, all the flavors were blending in together. And I, my, <laughs> I had to stop talking to her just so I could just savor the food that I was eating. <laughs> she started laughing at me. But it, it's truly, it, it's really good. And she was telling me that she and her chefs made sure that they included food because it's American cuisine mm-hmm. that they included food that everybody would like. So of course you're going to have the meat, the fish, the chicken. Um, they have full salads there for people who want full salads and they have small side salads as well as the different, um, side, side orders. I did ask her, you know how a lot of people now are very conscious of the type of food that we're putting in our bodies. She told me that they use, um, 
fresh food, um, free range meat, no hormones in the food, in the meat that they use and the food that they use. And I was looking at their site and to see that they, um, order from, they get their food from the local, local produce. In fact, we were talking, she asked me where I work and when I told her Northrop, she told me that, um, one of our VPs, he, he has vineyards there in Bel Air and she was telling me they sell his wine. So they truly do local, they, they do local, um, food and produce, etc. at the restaurant. And then another thing I noticed is we're sitting there eating and we're sitting there talking and chatting about both of our, uh, our lives. And the guests coming in to eat at her restaurant were all greeting her. And I found out she has a lot of regular, regular, she has a lot of repeat customers who come in. There is one lady who eats there almost every night. There were other people from the neighborhood who drop in that eat there all the time. So what does that tell you? You know, that the food there has to be good and for these, for the people to continue to go back and eat at her restaurant. But the fact that she personally was saying hi to them and they were, you know, coming up and giving her a little hug and everything, she truly is invested in her restaurant and giving back. She, she wants to give everybody a good experience, whether it's just the delicious food we're eating or and the environment and the service too. The the service was just really good. Um, oh, they were waiting and, on the boss. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I I was paying attention to how they waited on other people. Okay. And, I mean, and she was my, I was facing out in the restaurant and she was facing the wall. So how they interacted with other people really. I mean, even though she's there, she's not watching them. Yeah. She was she was talking to me. So um. And that may have had a little something to do with it, but I truly think that because they, the way they greeted me when I went into the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, was very warm and inviting too. You know, the eye contact and the, and the open smile and ready to, ready to, um, to greet me. Um, I asked her about happy hour and they have it. They do have happy hour from Monday through Fridays, four to six, and they call it 405 happy hour. Because of the freeway right there. And one of the cool things when you get off the 405 freeway, her restaurant is right there. There's a Chevron station and then there's her restaurant. And they do have valet parking because it's kind of, it's parking's real tight in Bel Air. So if you just take your car, then they'll park it for you and you don't have to worry about it. And speaking of the Chevron station, behind her restaurant, they have a takeout cafe called the Shack. And I really like this. They use the same kitchen as the restaurant, and they serve sandwiches, salads, um, breakfast, easy meals that you could take on the road with you, and all the coffee drinks. So people who are going, you know, past the Getty Center, I recommend that you stop there for some good food instead of unhealthy McDonald's and fast food. This is something that you could just take with you and and get back on the road. Again, because of the quality of the food that you're getting, the the meals that you take out from there is going to be good quality, fresh uh, food that they make there that day to go. So that was really cool. I, I want to go check that out again. Um, again, they had <laughs> at the shack, they had this huge mural. And it kind of reminded me of the um, mural that they used to have in California Adventure that showed kind of like uh, oh, the, the high... Yeah, that not the mosaic, the one that was over by uh, Golden Jumping Dreams. Jellyfish. Golden Dream. Oh, 
and that showed like uh, driving across America. It's like that. It's okay. like it has like a Route 66 and oh, everything. Gotcha. Okay. Well, they have hidden Mickey's in that mural too. Yeah. So it's kind of cool again for the Disney enthusiasts who are into the hidden Mickey's. You go there to the shack and you grab as you're waiting for your meal. You look at that mural and you look for the hidden Mickey's that they. And I found them, but I'm not going to tell you where they're at. You got to find them yourself when you go over there. Um, the um, as far as the banquet room is concerned, they do have an elevator for people who need the to you know who can't use the stairs and the banquet room can be cut into two divided into two excuse me so if you have smaller parties or larger parties you know it'll accommodate them again the furnishings were just beautiful in there and I can't I you know I keep saying very welcoming but that's the the image that I got her offices like I said are right there so she can manage the restaurant and the foundation so the foundation is one thing that she encourages is giving back to the community. Just be, I think, I hate to say the word they feel so blessed, but they're, they've, they appreciate being Disney, part of the Disney family, and they want to give back for all the good things that have happened to them. So they support early childhood education. Um, they really care about their environmental issues. She also serves on the board of the Alzheimer's Association. And the CalArts um, CAP Council on there. She also, um, for those who are involved in real estate, you've heard of LEED. Um, LEED is making is having buildings and businesses that are environmentally right. um, cognizant. So she built a gold LEED certified building with solar panels, LED lighting, and they recycle everything. They compost their food waste. And they um, serve filtered water and carbonated. It's in. It's done in house, so they don't have to buy bottled water and they don't have to recycle the bottles. So, like I said, you know, when I tell you about the integrity that Susan has, it's inside and out. So you know that the quality of the food that you get. If she cares this much about the environment and everything, she's putting all of that into her restaurant. And I'm gonna when I do the blog, I'm gonna recommend you know how we do the our segments of things to do on a day that you don't go to Disney Disneyland or California Adventure. I I would recommend now that when you go to the Getty Center or anywhere around Westwood or that part, or if you're going over Santa, there you go, Nancy, Santa Monica, or if you go to Universal Studios because it's also kind of close to that, right? Um, if you're taking you would, the 405 up from Disney to go into Universal and stuff, yeah. Then definitely stop and eat at the restaurant because they serve breakfast there also. They have, they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the restaurant. They're open every day, um, and the food is really, really good. It's it not only the food but the whole experience. I think is going to be would be something that you would enjoy. The desserts, she and I shared, I, I had with between the, the appetizer and the, and the dinner, I was full. But for dessert, we shared a, um, it's a warm and gooey chocolate chunk skillet cookie a la mode. Ooh. It was so good. It was so good. Um, Nick would probably be able to eat it all. You guys would probably be able to eat it all. And if I hadn't had so much for dinner, I would have been able to. But I'm so glad that I shared it. It was um, delicious. And I'm going back with Nick and Kelly so that we can 
grab different foods and we can taste them and, and enjoy them with the different desserts and the, and the appetizers. So in the show notes, I have a link to the Bel Air Bar and Grill and also to the shack so people can see what the restaurant offers. And I will be following up really soon with a blog so that you can see the type of restaurant that the Bel Air Bar and Grill is and the food that they have to offer. It's really good. Very so, cool. Michael, when you and Carol come down, i got to take you guys there. That sounds good. I think we'd enjoy it. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to the Getty Museum, too. You've, you haven't the been Getty's there? The Getty's wonderful. No, I haven't been there. I drive by it all the time. <laughs> pick pick a date that when you and Carol can come down, and we'll go to the Getty Center. We'll have dinner there. We'll let Nancy know when we're doing that so she can meet us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, unless you want to do it on your own, that's fine, too. But it would be a lot of fun to go do it. That would be. I got to go to the Getty with with West on a field trip, but we only had just a couple hours maybe there. Oh, my gosh. Well, because the drive down was about four hours. So there just wasn't enough time to see everything. It's true. And being the kids and stuff, they wanted to go outside and see all of the the, the the mazes and the gardens. yeah. Yeah. So. We've been there just to see some of their medieval collections that are just amazing. Uh, I was there when they had the Vincent Van Gogh collection. That wow. was cool. I love Vincent Van Gogh. Was his ear on display? <laughs> the, the, it was funny because on the paintings, there was like this left piece that was missing, and I couldn't figure out why it was, you know, cut off. So that would be something. All right. Any last words about Miss, Miss Mrs. Lord? Last words about Susan Lord, besides yeah. being an awesome person. Um, uh, I think if we were to look at somebody who embodied the spirit of Disney as we know it, as far as in, as far as high quality and, and giving to us, I think Susan would be a good representation of her family name. Sounds like the, the, that her, her grandfather would be proud and her great uncle. Yes. And her father. Yeah, definitely. And her father. They would be, because one of the things, you know, we know how much, um, Roy Disney cares about, cared about the mm-hmm. com- about Disney, yeah. right? Yeah. And everything. Well, y- you can see that, that, that came down to his daughter. And, and also, I'd have to think that her mother would be very proud of her also. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.